Welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. This is Joe Cunningham here on News Talk 96.5, KPL 232-1542. And yes, it is the story of the day. We are going to have to go into it. It is the student loan forgiveness that was announced by the White House today. Um, again, 232-1542. If you have thoughts and comments on it, want to get all of your comments in if we can. Uh, also, if you're listening through the KPL app, use the app chat there. Get Send those messages in. I will reply to those as best I can. All right. So before I get into the politics of it, let, let's, let's start with the news of it, particularly how does this affect you guys? Uh, so at the advertiser, there's a piece by Greg Hilburn uh, titled, Here's What Biden's Student Loan Relief Plan Means for Louisiana Borrowers. So here's the local impact. Hundreds of thousands of Louisiana borrowers are eligible to have a portion of their student loan debt wiped out under a plan announced Wednesday by President Joe Biden. Biden's plan will cancel up to $10,000 in student debt for most borrowers and up to $20,000 for those who received Pell Grants, which are awarded to students who have shown exceptional financial need. More than 650,000 Louisiana residents are carrying a combined $22.5 billion dollars in student loan debt, according to Education Data Initiative Research, though not all of those will qualify for the program. Biden's plan covers only federal student loans, not private ones, and is limited to individual borrowers with incomes less than $125,000 or household incomes of less than $250,000. He also extended a moratorium on federal student loan payments that was implemented during the coronavirus pandemic one final time through December 31st, 2022. Monthly payments will be capped at 5% of monthly income for undergraduate loans. So there's a number of you, a number of people in Louisiana, possibly a number of you listening, who will be impacted by this. And, and yes, those of you who will benefit from this policy, and I bear no ill will towards you whatsoever if you are benefiting from this. But... This is an election gimmick, and it is pretty problematic. So Nancy Pelosi has come out today and said, you know what, this is just fine. Joe Biden has the power to do this. The problem is Nancy Pelosi today is disagreeing with Nancy Pelosi of not too long ago. Here is Nancy Pelosi on the subject talking about what power Joe Biden has to do this. People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone, he can delay, but he does not have that power. That would that has to be an act of Congress. And um, I, I, I don't even like to call it forgiveness because that in, implies a transgression. It's not to be forgiven. Get, get just freeing people from those obligations. Uh, so it, 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 the question of who gets forgiven, whether, to use the term of art that is out there, uh, is, a, is a debate. Do we use the, whatever money there is for the broadest base of support of the, those with um, more people with even less debt or fewer people with more debt? That's a policy discussion. But the, the difference between the president, the president can't do it. So that's not even a discussion. They, not everybody realizes that, but the president can only postpone, delay, but not forgive. So 
Nancy Pelosi has said that Joe Biden can't actually do this. And she's right in this older clip. This was from months ago when the idea first came about. And a lot of Democrats were against the idea. Well, now Democrats are looking at the polling and they're looking at a lack of voter enthusiasm. I think this is pretty much an admission of what I've been telling you guys for a couple of weeks now. There is no abortion bump. There is no motivation from the abortion issue. The Democrats were hoping for abortion to be a motivating issue for their voters, but they're not even seeing enthusiasm for that. So they're going on to the next thing, something that progressives have been pushing for. The problem is this impacts a lot of people who are in the upper middle class, who make a good amount of money, who have advanced degrees, who have the potential to make a lot of money. Meanwhile, those in the lower and middle class who have student loans and have worked their rear ends off to pay off those loans don't see anything from it. Here is a voter back in 2020 talking to Elizabeth Warren about this. Listen carefully. Yeah. If you didn't catch that, because I know there's a lot of background noise in that clip. It's in today's show notes, kpl965.com. If you want to go see it, it's a clip from the Daily Wire. A father walks up to Elizabeth Warren, says, I saved all my money. My daughter doesn't have any student loans. Am I going to get my money back? Elizabeth Warren, Elizabeth Warren's response is, of course not. And this father says, so you're going to pay for people who didn't save any money and those of us who did the right thing get screwed. I don't think the Democrats understand just how many voters are in that very boat. Again, there are a lot of voters out there who will get some financial benefit from this and again, no ill will toward them. There are people I've listened to multiple talk shows today and multiple talk shows had people calling in talking about this issue. And there were a couple talk shows where people were calling in saying, yes, absolutely. You know, this benefits me. I heard one today on on one of the national talk shows uh, say, I, you know, I'm, I'm a single mother of two. I work a 16 hour, a $16 an hour job. Um, you know, as a single mother, I couldn't afford I think she said that she was uh, she had to do two years of student teaching in order to get her degree. She couldn't not work as a single mother to do that student teaching. So she had to drop out, but she still had the student loans. She's working to pay off the student loans and that $10,000 grace helps her. But that's one to two percent of the people who are going to be you know, who, who really desperately need this. The vast majority of the people who get this student loan forgiveness are people who make a lot more money than you or I, who went to schools to get advanced degrees. This does not impact a whole lot of undergraduate student loans. This does impact a lot of master, uh, uh, master's degrees and doctoral degrees, law school, medical school. It affects all that. And a lot of those people are progressive. Listen to just let me tell you this headline from National Review to tell you just how crooked this all comes across. Majority of White House staffers are eligible for student loan forgiveness. That right there is a conflict of interest. The people who are dictating the policies of this country, and I'm not, again, 
not bearing any ill will toward them for having student loans. But a White House report details of the pay of more than 470 staffers last month showed that roughly half the current White House employees make $90,000 or less per year, with the other half making more than 100000 More than 300 staffers on the list can qualify for student loan forgiveness, and they work in the White House. There are a ton of people who are doctors, lawyers, have a ton of student loan debt. They are making good money as doctors and lawyers. And they will get that debt forgiven. Meanwhile, the father that was talking to Elizabeth Warren worked tirelessly to pay off, help pay off his kids' student loans. And they don't get anything from that. This would be a whole lot more palatable if the people who had paid their student loans get something back from the government as well. Then it wouldn't be as controversial. It would be another handout. And that's the thing. This is another handout from the government at a time when we have an inflation crisis, at a time when we're looking down the barrel of recession. This is, I think as one Democrat put it earlier, this is a ton of gasoline on the inflationary fire that we are facing as a country. But the progressives have been calling for it, and so they're going to do that. They're going to make them happy, try to keep them happy and get them to go out and vote in November. And just know that there are a number of progressives out there, including our very favorite Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who says this isn't enough. There shouldn't be stipulations, nothing. Everybody should get student loan forgiveness right now. It's never going to be enough. So the far left hates this because it doesn't go far enough. The far right hates it because it's a handout, because there are people who work tirelessly to pay off their student loans. They see nothing for it. It's going to hurt uh, any inflation-fighting measures. And it's unconstitutional because the power of the purse belongs to Congress, not the executive. And there are moderates in the Democratic Party who are very, very worried at the optics of this. And they know this is going to hurt them. But the Biden administration is under the sway of the far-left progressive movement. And that's who they're listening to because they are trying to drive those voters out at the expense of everybody else. 232-1542. Want to hear your comments? Use the app chat on, on the KPL app. We'll be back here in just a moment on the Joe Cunningham Show. News Talk 96.5 KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. 232-1542 if you want to be part of the program you know, got a message from Chris uh, on on the KPL app chat, which, by the way, you can reach out to the show that way, too. What about businesses and churches who took out PPE COVID loans and had them forgiven? That's a great point. And you know what? I'll be brutally honest with you. I have done a lot of work as an independent contractor, and independent contractors also qualified for PPE loans. And I I got one of those, and it was forgiven. I can't hold it against anybody for for getting a loan forgiven that is that to me is not the issue here if the government is handing it out to you by all means take it but the government shouldn't be i shouldn't have had that opportunity ppe uh the american rescue plan these were all things that have created the inflation crisis the financial crisis we have right now if the money is there take it the government shouldn't be putting it out there. PPE was done right because it was done through Congress. Now, yes, still a problem, but the Biden administration is doing this unilaterally. They don't have congressional approval for it. What they're doing, though, 
is they're using a post 9-11 law to do this through the Department of Education. After the September 11th attacks, there was a law passed that would allow the government to forgive loans in connection with a war or other military operation or national emergency. You know what that means? COVID-19. They are are saying COVID-19 is the national emergency that allows them to do this. I am very, very certain there will be a lawsuit over this, and I'm not entirely sure the Biden administration survives that lawsuit. It does come across as very unconstitutional. It seems like a stretch of that post-9-11 law. But we don't know for certain. However, I'm really, really confident that this is going to hurt the Democrats more than it helps them. Let's go to the phone lines. We've got Bruce joining us. Hey, Bruce, how are you today? How you doing? Doing all right. Um, first of all, I don't even know where in the world they would get any idea that student loan forgiveness is something that uh, within, is within their bounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one told them to go to college. Yeah. They chose to go to college. They chose to pick up that loan. No one forced them to sign that. Mm-hmm. I don't have student loan because I went to work right out of right out of school. Yeah, uh, I make eighty eighty four thousand dollars a year, uh, and it took me twenty plus years to get there. Yeah, uh, the problem is my tax dollars that I'm paying in is going towards this, and it's unjustified, uh, if not petty, mm-hmm. because they're just looking for votes. Yeah. Uh, the honest truth, the whole government seems like they've done lost their heads. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 the political spectrum has become a entertainment. And this entertainment is going to lead to the downfall of the United States mm-hmm. if we, the people, don't step up and take back control. You're, Stop you're, voting for the same idiots that do this year in and year out and put people that are not the incumbents in office. Yeah, absolutely. I, Bruce, you're absolutely right on that. Don't, and, don't complain about having problems if you're not willing to push the button to change the problem. Yeah. 100% correct. You know, you're absolutely right. The, there, nobody forced this on college students. It's not like getting hit by a bus. You don't just cross the street and suddenly you're hit with college debt. You pick that up yourself, depending on the degree. You can work for it to pay off those loans, but nobody is, nobody is forcing this on any of these students that are out there begging and pleading for student loans. I was lucky. I got the scholarships I needed. I had a little bit of financial assistance. I made it through. I went and I got a master's degree in order to start teaching. I paid that my I paid my way through my master's degree. It is doable. It's not always the it's not always the best financial or not always the easiest financial path. But it is a financial path that is certainly doable. And yes, it takes some people a long time to do it, but again, It's by choice. Bruce, thank you very much for the call. 
it is entirely likely that this is going to blow back on the Democrats. And it should. Honestly, this 100% should. And I hope that everybody out there realizes that you're now on the hook, roughly $2,000, according to the Penn Wharton School, every taxpayer is on the hook for about $2,000. Because what this forgiveness means is that they're wiping out the debt, meaning that money is not going to get paid back into the government's coffers. So they're going to have to make up for that deficit in some other way. And you and I both know that this government is not going to go out and find spending cuts in order to make up those funds. We're going to have to pay for this some other way in some new tax down the road. It's going to happen. And I want to hear your calls on it. More of your messages here on the KPL app chat. We'll be getting to those after this break. It is our bottom of the hour news break. We'll be back here shortly on the Joe Cunningham show right here on News Talk 96.5 KPL. Y'all keep calling in. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham show here on News Talk 96.5 KPL 232-1542 if you want to be part of the conversation. Uh, you can call in. You can send a message through the through the uh, through the app, the KPL app. Please be sure that you're being active on there. Lots of messages coming in. For right now, let's hop over to the phone lines. We've got Renee. Renee, how are you doing today? Yeah, I want to say this: plan that prophecy, equipment, funds to pay, salaries, part-time salaries. These people need to join the military and give something to the government to get something from the government. We don't have enough positions filled in the military. We got. Enemies galore, lots of Chinese and lots of everything else that we need to either scare or go take care of if something happens. Yeah, yeah, you're you're Renee, you're right. Paying college. Yeah, I mean we we have we have a recruiting crisis in our U.S. military. Of course, absolutely. Let's get more people to join the military and, and use that as the means to help those who are struggling with paying off their college loans. You're absolutely right, Renee. Thank you very much for the call. You know, we've, we've got several people who have sent messages in, and, and a lot of them are the same. Now we're having to foot the bill for this? Yes, you are. The taxpayer burden on this is $329 billion of student. That's what the student debt cancellation is going to cost. When you break that down to all the available taxpayers, you end up with each taxpayer, every one of you, being on the hook for about $2,000. That $329 billion comes from previously borrowed money from the federal government, and it won't be returned to the U.S. Treasury. Policymakers will then need to make up for that gap through spending cuts, tax increases, more borrowing, or some combination thereof. And like I said in the last segment, you and I both know, you and I both absolutely know that this government is not going to work on spending cuts to overcome that $329 billion gap. It's, it is absurd. The president does not have the power to do this unilaterally, and it is very much a stretch to say that COVID counts as the emergency needed for this student loan debt. If COVID is so much of an emergency that people need this debt waived, then why is the Biden administration bragging about the job market, bragging about wages going up, bragging about all of these other issues, all these other great things they say they're doing for the economy? 
the Biden administration really does think. They really do think that everything is so great and so wonderful that we're not in a recession, despite the inflation concerns, despite all the other economic concerns. But no, the job market is great. The job market is fantastic. People are out there. They're getting jobs. There's more people working than ever before. Wages are up higher than they've ever been. But oh, by the way, just a quick note, we're still under a national emergency, and I know you can't pay for anything, so we're going to go ahead and cover $10,000 of your student loan. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense what the Biden administration is claiming here. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. We've got Joe on the line. That makes it easy. Joe, welcome to the Joe Cunningham Show. Yeah, a lot of you people complaining about this. You know, a lot of these Republican kids going to get their uh, <laughs> loans taken care of too, right? Yes, and that's still wrong. So I know you. I know y'all are far right station, but you know, I guess y'all won't refuse the money, right? I, I, so look, I don't see why y'all complaining. Uh, because it's unconstitutional. We, we've been over this. Uh, well, we give all kind of money to Ukraine. Look, what did you sign? Uh, another 80 billion or whatever? How many? So why can't you, you know, why can't that be justified that, you know, you uh, forgive a loan for, uh, for a child? Uh, because this is money that comes from the U.S. Uh, th- this is money that's specifically allocated to the U.S. Treasury through congressional measure. The uh, Congress has the purse strings of government. They, therefore, are the one, the only ones with the power to do this. The military well, aid, the, no, hang on, well, hang on. You, you asked me a question. You, you asked me a question. Hang on. Military aid is different because the chief executive of the United States is in charge of those military matters. And those funds have already been allocated over to the military. That's why that's different. Am I saying it's right? Absolutely not. Am I saying that any of this is right? Absolutely not. In the last segment, I just said PPE loans and PPE loan forgiveness was also wrong. I took advantage of it as an independent contractor because the money was already out there. I benefited from it. I fully acknowledge that. I still think it's wrong. No, well, it's it's wrong in your eyes. I don't know why you took the money, right? I, yes, I absolutely took the money. Okay, why you didn't refuse the money? Because it was already there. It was already allocated out. The problem, is, the problem isn't that I just suddenly reached out and took from it. The problem is it was already allocated through Congress. That was Congress's yeah, ability. Yeah, but you, you, no, you Congress, took it anyway. You took it anyway. Congress allocated it. It was done legally. This is unconstitutional because the, the chief executive does not have the power to do this through the Constitution. Only Congress does. You think that all the money can come from the same pot and it's all fine no matter where it comes from. There is a process. There is a constitutional process. Joe, thank you very much for the call. 232-1542 if anybody else wants to call in. That's the problem here. The problem is not that the money is being handed out. Like I said throughout the show, if this benefits you, God bless you. The problem here is that this is a cheap election gimmick. It doesn't really actually help a whole lot of uh, enough people. It doesn't go to actually helping the people most in need. This is simply an election gimmick. It is meant to keep the progressives fired up so that they will come out and vote in November. 
because right now the progressives are not very enthused. They don't really want to go out and vote. Joe Biden has not been progressive enough in their eyes. They are not getting any victories. They want to stay home. Republicans are very enthusiastic right now, and they're going to go out. And the Democrats, in order to mitigate as much of the damage possible, they're trying to get people motivated to say, see, you come out and support us, you get more free gifts like this. That's the point. That's what they're going for here. This isn't about whether it's right or wrong to forgive student loans. There are plenty of you calling in, messaging in that say this is absolutely wrong. But more importantly, it's unconstitutional. And this is yet again another issue that the Biden administration is looking at the Constitution and saying, eh, who cares? 232-1542, let's go ahead and take another break. We will come back in just a moment here on the Joe Cunningham Show. Your calls and that much more as we come back right here on the Joe Cunningham Show, News Talk 96.5, KPL. Welcome back to the Joe Cunningham Show here on News Talk 96.5, KPL. And you know, uh, a lot of y'all out there listening are smart. Mike uh, sends a message through the app. If this forgiveness works like other forgiveness programs, each person that gets forgiven will be given a 1099 for the loan amount forgiven. How will these people pay that amount to the IRS? That is actually a point of concern. That is something that we're going to have to, we don't know about right now. Um, this could very well be taxable. This student loan forgiveness could very well be taxable. The IRS could change the rules as tax season comes ahead. Student loan forgiveness won't necessarily trigger a federal tax bill. The America Rescue Plan of 2021 made student loan forgiveness tax-free through 2025. And the law covers Biden's forgiveness, too, according to a fact sheet from the White House. Generally, the IRS sees federal student loan forgiveness as taxable earnings. However, some exceptions are tax-free, such as the relief that comes with the public service loan forgiveness designed for government and nonprofit workers after 10 years of payments, etc. While you may not be on the hook for federal taxes because of the American Rescue Plan, you may still be on the hook for state-level taxes. Some states automatically conform to federal rules, but others may count the forgiven balance as income, meaning you'll still have to possibly pay off that loan in the form of taxes to your state treasury. So you could very well, some people across the country could very well be taxed on this. I don't know what Louisiana's tax code would be on that. That would be a great question. Maybe ask John Schroeder, if, see if we can get him on and get some comment from him on that. But it's not clear what extra steps people may need to take come tax time. I, so, Mike, I don't have an answer to your question, but it looks like the American Rescue Plan covers, on the federal level, any federal taxes you would pay from this type of forgiveness. But we don't know about state level. I don't know about anybody who's got student loans here in Louisiana who suddenly find themselves ten, on the hook for $10,000 less. That counts as income. I don't know if Louisiana's 
code conforms to the IRS rules on it, to the federal rules on it yet. We'll have to see. But, Mike, you bring up an excellent point. Um, somebody else sent a message a little while ago uh, pointing out that you have a bunch of people who are going to be on the hook for a federal tax, uh, for, for student loan forgiveness that don't have student loans. And like I said earlier, that's exactly the point here. The whole point in all this is that you and I are going to be covering this bill. Just like we're covering the spending of the American Rescue Plan. Just like we have to cover the spending uh, that came from the PPE loans and the PPE loan forgiveness. We are having to foot the bill for all of these time and time again. It's all a handout from the government that we're going to continue to have to pay for. The Wharton School, again, points out American taxpayers could be on the hook for as much as $2,000. You're looking at a cost of $300 billion. The country is now shelling out more than $300 billion for this. Are we or are we not still seeing serious inflation? Because the Biden administration said, well, July, we, we saw zero inflation. They're wrong, of course. We, you know, inflation still up 8.5% from where it was a year ago. It's still far outpacing any increase in wages, any benefits you've seen from getting hired at a new job if you were unemployed. It is far outpacing any financial gains you've been seeing. Yet, the government wants to spend $300 billion more, which is what this is. This is spending $300 billion more that you and I will be on the hook for. It is absurd that we are at this point. I hadn't really intended on spending the whole show on this, but I'm glad that you guys are fired up and, 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 and taking part in the conversation but before we go, I do want to mention some good news, because last night we had primaries in three states, New York, Florida, and Oregon. And of course, a lot is being said about Ron DeSantis and his reelection efforts and everything. But if you listen to Acadiana's Morning News this morning, you heard Brandon and I talking about the fact that Ron DeSantis actually won big despite not having a primary election last night. DeSantis was unopposed. But... DeSantis endorsed 30 school board candidates across the state of Florida. These were citizens, parents who wanted to get involved, who believed in DeSantis's philosophy that parents need to get involved and that education belongs to the student and the parents and not to the schools, the teachers, the unions, that parents have rights in education. And so 25 of those 30 school board candidates won election last night. As a result, it's now more clear than ever that education is going to be a major driving issue. And I'm happy for that. And you should be happy too. If the Biden administration is going to continue these sorts of policies that only make progressives happy and completely ignore the actual needs of U.S. citizens then I'm glad that there's somebody like Ron DeSantis. I'm glad there's somebody like Glenn Young, and I'm glad there's somebody like Brian Kemp 
and Republicans in all these other states that are going out there and doing the fighting for parents, for their rights of their children in education and elsewhere. My friend Kira Davis, who you've heard subbing for Dan Bongino before, wrote this at Red State last night. Parents reach the limits of their patience with social justice, political posturing, and offensive curriculum. They were pushed too far. Local races have become bitter battlegrounds as Americans grasp with the tough lessons of the last two years thanks to pandemic-era overreach. Florida's results may also be a sign of what is to come in November as other school board races across the country will be on the general ballots. Even if Congress doesn't get their red wave, America's school boards just might have a tsunami on the way. Kira's right. Kira is absolutely right on this. The Republican Party is getting a lot of support from voters, white, black, Hispanic, all of whom are concerned about the state of education. And they're now getting involved and get active. So that will ultimately be a huge benefit to the American parents when those people take off as an education starts shifting back to parents and families. 232-1542. We've got time for, I think, one more call. We've got Major on the line. Hey, welcome to the show. You know, you, you caught my attention when you said your friend at Red State, is it Kirsten? Is she, she was running for a school board seat in California, wasn't she? She, she is currently running for, for school board in, in California, yes. Oh, okay. I'm going to have to watch up the results. She seems like a smart cookie. Oh, yes. And, Kara's um, wonderful. Anyway, my, uh, my daughter and son-in-law, they just paid off their school uh, tuition bill about a, eh, a little over a year ago. They, uh, they had about 20000 left to pay. He got out of the Navy and took a big chunk of money, and they said, let's just pay off our school, our, your school bill. And she said, fine. And I said, well, you, you're punished for being irresponsible now. Now yeah. all your friends with... Um, with uh, advanced degrees in um, in multicultural studies and <laughs> hair studies, scientific study of hair, they'll get their um, they'll get their bills paid off by you now. You paid off your bill only to help other people pay off theirs. You know, it, it's just yeah. ridiculous. It it absolutely we is. have a uh, we have a and we have a constitution in name only now. It's obvious. I mean, it's there is no constitution only on paper. Uh, if if the president can just willfully get away with signing off this loan why not just why not just say okay i'm gonna write an executive order and just forgive all student loan debt. yep major you're absolutely right unfortunately we're out of time thank you very much for the call we're going to be back here tomorrow on the joe cunningham show 23 hours till then you guys have a great evening i'll be back here on news talk 96.5 kpel